Poaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dynasty Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Dylan, along with Coach Nick, Coach Charlie. We finally, got Coach Charlie back. What's up, guys? <laughs> How we doing, guys? Hey, everybody. Glad to have you back, Charlie. Yeah, we good uh, to be we back. We missed you last week. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Well, good to be back. Yeah, this week uh, we're going to go over really just one. Uh, one thing in the news, um, Devontae Parker was traded just traded to the New England Patriots. Um, and then we're going to go over to uh, our rookie breakdown, Tyquan uh, Thornton, wide receiver out of Baylor. We're going to dissect him and let you guys know what do we think of him. And then we are going to look at some of the bigger trades that happened in the NFL um, over free agency period. And uh, we're going to let you know what we think of uh, what we think of them and also, the impact on the other fantasy um, contributors on each team, uh, what the trade does for them. So, let's go ahead and get started here. Um, like I said, Devontae Parker was traded to New England. To New England. I don't want to get too far into that uh, because we're going to be going over that whenever we break down the trades. But uh, what is your guys' initial reaction? Uh, not really getting too excited about that, you know. I mean... The Patriots don't really seem to like to throw the ball too much. You know, they uh, like to rely on their defense and just, you know, ground, ground and pound. Uh, I mean, Devontae Parker already does step in as the number one wide receiver, which kind of does speak to how mediocre that pass wide receiver core is. But I don't think he's really in a good spot for fantasy production. And we saw Parker kind of lose a step in these last couple seasons with Miami. So I just don't think this is anything worth getting excited over. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, I think, I mean, obviously he steps into, like Charlie said, into a number one role, but with a team who's probably, like, what, 22nd in passing? Like, eh, does that really do a whole lot for you? I, I don't know. I think it's great for the people that are remaining on the Dolphins team more so than it is good for him or anybody else on that New England team. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but, like I said, Devontae Parker, I mean – did he ever hit his prime? <laughs> I don't know. So uh, I don't want to say that he's out of his prime, but um, he's not something that I'm going to get too excited for. Um, I think it helps Mac Jones a little bit, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. So uh, also, I did see that Brandon Cooks got uh, extended two years with the uh, Texans. So Why? I don't know. Do you guys think that that's a good move? I, I don't think it's great for the Texans because it's uh, they're in major rebuild. But uh, what do you? Guys I, don't know, I guess they want to. I guess they want to give Davis Mills or whoever ends up being under center someone to throw to because they don't have anybody else. That that kind of was my initial thought too. They almost had to sign him because he literally is the only one on the team at this point. Yeah, I want to see what that contract ends up being. Do we know how much they paid him yet? Um. Let me check here. Uh, 
Two years, twenty million. Okay, that's not bad. It's it's not horrible. Yeah. Yeah. To see Brandon Cooks go to a competitor, they probably could have gotten decent draft capital in return for him. So I don't know what they're thinking, but. Um, so that's it for the news and notes. So let's go ahead and get started on our rookie, rookie breakdown. Uh, like I said, this week we're doing Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver out of Baylor. Um, he had the fastest time at the combine, and I actually think that it might have broken a record too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 4.28 second 40. Um, so he is very quick. Um, what do you guys, what's your guys' initial reactions on him? Well, he's uh, certainly a combine uh, combine darling. Um, it's remarkable for a player of his size to just be able to run a, you know, a 40 time uh, that fast. Um, I don't know if it was official or not. I know he ran an unofficial 4-2-8, um, but I think his official time was in the fourth race, which still, you know, blazing fast. He seems like he can be a guy that can kind of come in and be like a slot type wide receiver. Um, cause he still has a, some stuff in his game that he still needs to work on. He's still not the best separator. Um, you know, he's not the greatest route runner either. He kind of just tries to use the speed to get behind the defense. So there's some things to work on, but he's got some very impressive athletic traits that I'm hoping can translate to the NFL. Yeah. 99.8.264, whatever percent with Charlie here on this one. Cause that's exactly what I saw. The kid's pull away speed is insane. Right and in open space, good good stinking luck trying to get a hold of him. He he just tears away from defenses. His route running is is not the greatest. Needs a lot of work there. He's going to need a team that's going to be able to teach him and train him how to run those routes and probably a vet wide receiver to to skill him up. But you know the the quick ends that ten yard in or those quick drags, the kid's a monster in open space. So Charlie, if I told you. That in college, over the four years he was at Baylor, he ran 83 slot routes and 1,022 wide wideout routes. Wow! Would you still uh, predict him as a slot receiver? Or is he more of a yeah? That because because that also just could have been the state of the Baylor wide receiver core, where no. you know they just want to put their best receiver. Because what what happens in college doesn't always necessarily translate to the NFL. Uh, you know, because I'm sure I, I wouldn't be able to tell you a guy off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are plenty of guys who operate as slot receivers right now that were probably, you know, the alpha lining up on the outside in college. The, N- the NFL team is going to put that player in the spot where they think he'll best, he'll best help the team succeed. And I think the slot is where that's going to be for the NFL for Tyquan Thornton. And I agree with that. Just based on his athleticism and his speed and what we saw out of him when I was watching his film, watching him, I think that's going to be the best position for him. Let him get underneath the defense and just tear him apart. I agree. Let him use that speed also. Um, he's, I mean, not a lot of receivers have that kind of speed. I'm, I'm thinking like a Tyree Kill, yep. like a Jalen Waddle type receiver. Um, he's a little bit bigger than both of them, but uh, – He's gonna have, he's gonna have that kind of uh, career, I think. I have him kind of as a poor man's Devonta Smith, where he's he's tall. I don't think he's gonna be all. I don't think he's gonna be as good as Devonta Smith by any means, but the tall, skinny receiver. So, um, they they're gonna have to find a uh, he's gonna have to find a team that can use his speed to to their advantage. 
Um, I'm thinking possibly the Chiefs even. They just lost Tyreek Hill. I think that uh, this could be a good Tyreek Hill replacement. So, um, and then like you said, the combine darling. Um, his vertical, his vertical jump was a 36 point 130 inch. So he's he's very explosive. Um, whenever you're looking at that. Um, but uh, anything else you guys think on him? What what do you guys do? You guys have any player comparisons? He almost a little bit reminds me of um trying to remember his name. Uh Sterling Shepard a little bit. Um kind of what Sterling Shepard did for Oklahoma a little bit. Um because Sterling Shepard's a guy whose best work is done out of the slot, but when he was a wide receiver in Oklahoma, a lot of his work was done on the outside. So he has the has the experience and the versatility to kind of line up in both spots and um, Sterling Shepard wasn't the greatest route runner when he came into the NFL either, but with some, you know, tutelage and, and some work put in, he's become one of the better route runners, probably the best route runner on the Giants right now. And I think it's kind of a, a similar situation for Tyquan Thornton where you can come in with a little bit of experience um, from a veteran on a team, like you guys said earlier, and to help him get better at that. Yeah, I had a hard time. Like I, we were talking before the podcast started. I had a hard time finding comparisons with this kid. I just there wasn't anything that really stuck out to me that made me think of any one individual player. I think he's got a lot of attributes from a lot of different wide receivers, and I'm, I'm interested to see where he goes and what that team does with his skill set. Do you guys have a team that you'd like to see him go to? I know I said the Chiefs. I'm about to say you mentioned uh, one. we talked about his speed. I thought about the Chiefs immediately, considering how much they fly. Yeah, um, any of the AFC West teams could could do that because I'm I'm just thinking of divisions, you know, who are going to be throwing the ball a lot and going to be trying to keep up in high scoring games, and that entire division just about fits the bill. Um, the Chiefs, obviously. Um, although it's another team that I think could take a flyer is maybe the Titans. I know they just got Robert Woods. I know they have A.J. Brown, but both of those guys aren't exactly speed burners. A.J. Brown's more of a big physical receiver, and Robert Woods is kind of a, a polished route runner uh, in between in between the, the tackles. Um, I think Tyquan Thorin on that team would excel at keeping the defense honest, taking the top off, and allowing for a lot more opportunities for the other wide receivers in that team. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering maybe if uh, the Dolphins, too. Um They've kind of been having a theme of go as fast as you possibly can. Um, That'd just be unfair. I mean, yeah, really would. Simmons, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert. <laughs> so uh, a team that kind of comes to mind for me now that we're kind of thinking, listening to the two you speak there is what about if you have a add him in as the the third man in Minnesota? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of the this guy's name over there. Um, the only, the only KJ Osborne. Had, yeah, yeah, KJ Osborne had kind of a breakout as their third year last year, so I don't know if uh, he would profile as their third wide receiver there. But uh, it's not bad. That's not a bad one. They're looking for depth for sure. Um, yeah. So anything else you guys uh, think about him? No, I mean, other than the fact that my Saints will take any wide receiver they can find right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I mean, he's an intriguing guy. He's probably not going to go until I think the the fourth or fifth round, probably, because um, I think it's, it's a, a pretty deep wide receiver class. It's, 
Um, a lot of guys are probably even taken ahead of him. Um, but I'm interested to see what team he ends up on because I think he could end up being a, a contributor if he lands in the right spot. Like if he messes with the Chiefs, I think he's a guy who could maybe provide some fantasy value if he's lucky enough. Yeah, I was thinking uh, fourth and fifth round too, but I'm wondering if what he did in the combine bumped him up a little bit farther. Yeah, he could go. He could go in the third round. If you told me he went in the third round, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I was thinking third, late, late third, early fourth, mid fourth, somewhere right in there. Yeah. So, all right. Well, there's uh, this week's breakdown: Tyquan Underwood, wide receiver Baylor. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the uh, trades here. Um, like I said, we just want to go over the fantasy impact for both teams involved in the trade, and then. Uh, look at uh, ind- individual players, um, the impact that the trade had on them. Um, so we're going to start with my favorite. We're always going to start with this one if we can. Russell Wilson traded to the Broncos. Um, we'll start off first. What players do you think um, this impact? So what I- it's gonna affect, go ahead, Nick. Sorry, I think it's gonna affect the the Broncos uh, fantasy players more so than it affects the the Seahawks players, right? I think it means more to anybody who's holding literally any pass catcher in a Broncos jersey. Uh, it means more to their run game. It means more to their pass game. It means more to their defense. Anybody who plays IDP or if you play solid defense, it means so much more to that team as a whole than had he stayed. In, in Seattle, right? Um, Lockett, Metcalf, yeah, that sucks. Lockett, I, I, I swear, I feel like he, he should just stop playing every year, and every year he just gets better and better and better. So I don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Metcalf. That sucks. But I feel like there's just so much more upside for any Bronco jersey-wearing player in the NFL with this trade. Yeah, I think uh, Nick covered a lot of that for me as well. You know, it's just – uh, the ceiling only got higher for pretty much every major offensive player on the Broncos. I mean, you name it. Javante Williams through the roof. Uh, Cortland Sutton through the roof. Tim Patrick through the roof. Jerry Judy through the roof. Even Albert O, you could argue, through the roof. Um, and obviously, you know, it sucks if you're a, guy, if you're a Seahawks pass catcher, um, especially Noah fan. That's brutal. Um, but I, obviously, it's going to be more of an impact Broncos, like like Nick said. It's just a lot, lot more upside because you have a, you know – an all-time great quarterback throwing you to football. Do you guys, what uh, Broncos pass catcher do you guys think benefits the most? Do you think this is a good move for Jerry Judy, Gordon Sutton? Sutton. I I say Sutton. Um, We saw in in, um, the big playability that Russell Wilson has, um, I think that kind of benefits Colton Sutton the most compared to uh, Jerry Judy, who I still think will get his, don't get me wrong. But he's more of a... Honestly, I really think it's a pretty good comparison to Lockett and Metcalf. I think Sutton's kind of like the Metcalf here, and Judy's the Lockett. And I think that we're gonna we're gonna see maybe a little more consistency as opposed to Sutton. Uh, Russell Wilson will be in an offense where he gets to throw the deep ball a lot more, where he just gets to throw a lot more compared to Pete Carroll's bizarre run first offense with an all, with a great quarterback in Russell Wilson. But now that he's in Denver, he can just let it loose, especially in that division. Um, I think that's gonna benefit Sutton. Uh, 
as as a uh, individual who traded for Jerry Judy beginning of last season, right, right, literally before he got injured, I'm really hoping that he has a better year with Russell Wilson. So that that's the one I'm pulling for. I'm really pulling that Judy kind of has that that season we've been waiting for him to have. Yeah, Judy, he's he. I mean, he came in the league as one of the best route runners to come in the league in a long time. So if he can kind of take that, what everybody's expecting him, what he could be since he got drafted. Um, I think that Judy probably has the higher ceiling, but I think Sutton is probably the safer play. Um, I think Sutton is going to get more touchdowns. He's going to be more involved in the red zone. But then I also think that uh, Albert O is going to be a big part of the um, of the red zone offense here. Uh, we saw Will Disley in Seattle catch a lot of uh, touchdowns. We saw Jimmy Graham catch a lot of touchdowns. So Russell Wilson likes to go to um, the tight end position in the red zone. So I think that uh, Alberto gets a lot more touchdowns than we've seen from any Broncos tight end recently. Um, but what about uh, the uh, Seahawks here? Going um, into Drew Locke. Do you think that yeah. either Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf are still going to be fantasy relevant and also no fan? I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this question um, under the assumption that nothing changes because I, I'll be honest with you, I'm still kind of convinced that the Seahawks are gonna not I'm not done moving pieces or doing something because I'm just not convinced that Drew Locke's gonna open up the year under center. Um, but for now I'll, I'll, I'll play along and, um, it's obviously not going to be as successful as it was under Russell Wilson, but I think you're going to see a slight downgrade, but not too much of a downgrade. Um, just because the Seahawks are going to be much worse of a team. I think they're going to be falling behind in a lot of games. And I think it's going to force them to throw the ball a lot more. Um, and I think it's going to benefit, um, Lockett and, um, and Metcalf, maybe, maybe Lockett more so because, I don't think Drew Locke really has the greatest deep ball in the world. And so I think he's going to try more on middle of the field where Tyler Lockett tends to excel. So I think it hurts Metcalf a little more, um, but it's, it's just not a good situation for everybody involved, really. I just, it's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, Nick, the question was, uh, what do you think this does for Lockett, Metcalf, and Noah Fant? Do you think they're still fantasy relevant or – so I, I don't think that Lockett and Metcalf are ever going to not be fantasy relevant. Um, it, it, it hurts, right? It sucks for anybody who's been holding on to Metcalf and has been riding Lockett into the playoffs for the last, I don't know how many years, but, you know, it is what it is. Do I, do I think that maybe, I don't know, because there was what talk that Lockett was going to look at a trade or look at retirement or whatever it was going to be. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, I think it definitely hurts their numbers. I, I think that they went from, from almost weekly number ones to now you're starting to, to think about who you can replace them with. Cause that's just, it's going to hurt. Yeah. I, uh, I've been hearing a lot of rumors that uh, DK Metcalf is going to be available for the right price. As I saw a, that in an article. As an owner of, D, of DK Metcalf in a lot of my leagues, I'm praying that that happens. Um, 
again though, I've been I've been seeing the Chiefs are gonna be upgrading their wide receivers, so send DK Metcalf to the Chiefs, holy cow. Oh, but, what a uh, cheat code that would be. What cheat uh, code that would be. Yeah. Um as far as now though, I I don't think that the Seahawks go with Drew Locke as their quarterback. At least not for sure. I think that they're going to uh be in the running for one of these rookies early in the draft here. Um and I think that it's probably going to be a battle in training camp. Um, so it's hard to say fantasy impact right now without knowing who that quarterback is going to be, but it, they all definitely went down whenever they lost Russell Wilson. So, yep. um, moving on here, Deshaun Watson traded to the Browns. Um, we'll start with the Browns here. Um, do you guys – what do you guys think uh, impacts who does this impact uh, more than others? Well, this was certainly a huge boom for Amari Cooper. Um, when I first saw the Amari Cooper trade, I, I was, you know, I was like, oh, great. He's getting Sam Marie. He's just going to suffer a perfect because, you know, at the time, Baker Mayfield was still the quarterback at Cleveland Browns. So I was like, well, crap, he's just going to suck. Um, but then, obviously, we showed up the Sean Watson trade through. And my, my hopes were renewed because we know what the Sean Watson can do when he's on the football field. He's a He's a game-changing talent, and um, he and DeAndre Hopkins, he and Will Fuller have some great connections in Houston, and now with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, that's only going to do wonders for the number one wide receiver of the offense, which is Amari Cooper. Um, he's going to see the lion's share of the targets, I think. Do you think that uh, Cooper gets back to as good as he was in Dallas with Dak Prescott? Or I think so. I think so. I think at least what he was in Dallas, if not maybe slightly better, um, because I'm of the opinion, uh, you can disagree with me if you like, but I'm of the opinion that Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. So I think that um, it's only going to serve to further increase the potential of a humongous season for Amari Cooper. And I like this for, uh, I want to mention Donovan Peoples-Jones as well. Um, I think he can kind of be the Will Fuller of the offense, maybe. If, we, <laughs> if Will Fuller doesn't end up coming to uh, Cleveland himself, I keep forgetting he's still a free agent. Yep. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, Amari Cooper, I think we actually talked about it, and I think I might be quoting myself here that he went to Cleveland to, to die, more or less, um, when we, we weren't aware that Watson was in play for them. And now that he's down there, oh, my Christ. Um, Watson is, is a hand and a foot and every other body part ahead of Dak Prescott, as far as I'm concerned. Um, me and you know my my feelings on Dak Prescott. I've I've never been fully believing in, in him as a quarterback. And Amari Cooper had incredible seasons with him there, and he's going to get even better with Deshaun Watson. Um, if he doesn't, I would be shocked. I mean, absolutely shocked. Um, and yeah, I mean, anybody who catches a ball in Cleveland is, is feeling better. I'm pretty sure that the the water boy or the towel boy who's going to be catching those passes coming day. <laughs> It's the big thing for me too is Amari Cooper is now the guy, hundred yeah. percent. In Dallas, he was uh, getting targets taken away from him by C. Lamb, by Blake Jarwin, by Dalton Schultz, even Ezekiel Elliott uh, took some targets away from him. Now Amari Cooper is the guy. As good as we think Devon, Donovan Peoples Jones can be, he's not going to be C. D. Lamb. Um, so. I think you're right, though, whenever you said Donovan Peoples-Jones could be the deep uh, deep threat target for Watson. 
he does benefit a lot because um, he's getting a lot more accurate quarterback um, than Baker Mayfield. So, um, as far as um, the Houston Texans, I mean, does it really do anything to them? I mean, he didn't play at all last year, so doesn't really make much of a difference. <laughs> nothing, nothing changed. Nothing changed at all. Yeah, I feel like Houston's been in purgatory since they traded for Brock Osweiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, ever since Matt Schaub left, Matt yeah. Schaub with Andre Johnson, all those guys. Oh, those were the days. I loved Andre Johnson. Yeah. So, all right, moving on here. Matt Ryan traded to the Colts. Um, we can actually go and throw in um, – this trade also the Carson Wentz to the <laughs> because uh, if they they're kind of a uh, one and the same here. But uh, first off, we'll start with the Colts. Um, who benefits from this? Oh, praise the Lord! Praise the Lord to all my Michael Pittman Jr. shares because that man's going to feast in that Indianapolis offense now with Matt Ryan. The it's already come out that they want. Um, Michael Pittman to kind of be the Julio Jones of the offense, similar to what Matt Ryan had with Julio in Atlanta and um, with a much more accurate quarterback than Carson Wentz throwing the football. I mean, we saw what Michael Pittman did as the number one with Carson Wentz, and he had his best season um, of his career to date, and I think he could be in line for even more of a breakout as the unquestioned alpha in that offense with Matt Ryan, the best quarterback he's uh, well, better quarterback than Carson Wentz, at least. So I like this for Michael Pittman. Um, that's just a guy I've had my eye on for a while. Yeah, I've been a big fan of Michael Pittman, too. And I have him in, I think, two out of my three leagues. Somebody beat me to him in my third one. And uh, yeah, I, I got a little excited, I'll be honest. I, I was willing to give this, this goofy looking man on our screen here another chance. And, and he kind of blew that. So. Um, I'm really excited for Matt Ryan. I, as much as like my friends who are, are Falcon fans are ticked about the move, I think the Atlanta did right by him, trading him to a much, much better position team. Um, and I think he's got everything, I mean, everything he needs to go out and, and flash. So I'm, I'm really excited for the season for him. Yeah, this, uh, this definitely is a lot better for uh, likes of Michael Pittman, I think that T.Y. Hilton can kind of play the uh, Russell Gage role at this point in his career. That's kind of where he's at, I believe. Um, but uh, I also think that this helps Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines a lot, too, because not only are the defenses going to not be able to stack the box anymore because they finally have a competent quarterback throwing the ball, uh, I have to respect it, but Matt Ryan supported two very good receiving backs uh, in Atlanta there for a little bit in Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman. They both were were very good um, running backs back in 2018-2019. So uh, I think it helps them big time also. Um, what uh, impact does this have on Atlanta? This obviously forces them into rebuild, I believe. Oh, do we have to talk about the Falcons? They're so, they're so gross. They're so disgusting. Ugh. I mean, you you got Kyle Pitts, you got Cordero Patterson, and then I don't even know what else. I was talking about this on one of my other podcasts the other day. Like, we don't even know the names of how the receivers on the Falcons. It's like Frank Darby, uh, Olamide Zacchaeus, I think. 
You know, it's like, there's nobody there. Kyle Pitts is going to get triple teamed on every play. Or it's going to be, a, you know, a, a negative two-yard check down to Cordero Patterson. It's just nothing. And with Marcus Mariota under center, that's going to be a dumpster fire. I know this is a rebuild league or a dynasty podcast, but in rebuild, where are you guys taking Kyle Pitts? Five. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I totally do. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I guess by default, just because this someone has to catch the ball, even if he's going to be double or triple teams, and there's Kyle Pitts is going to be the best pass catcher no matter who Atlanta ends up adding. Yep. So I guess he's going to be by volume, if nothing else, a, a decent tight end for fantasy. But it's just it's not a good situation. I just uh, thinking about the Falcons for fantasy is awful. Yeah, it, it's tough, right? It, it's tough. Um, I'm happy because they're in my division, and it sucks for them. But um, <laughs> fantasy-wise, when you're looking at it and, and the talent that some of those players have, it yeah, it sucks. It, it, I'm not even sure. I'm trying to think of who their running back is, and I, I can't figure it out. I think Clarell Patterson's going to throw the ball, pass the ball, catch the ball, run the ball. He's going to do it all. And, and I just don't – I don't know who the hell else They is. um. I think they signed Damian Williams as well. So, yeah, that was their addition. Yeah, Damian Williams, uh, Caleb Huntley, Kadri Ellison, Mike Davis. Hmm. I'm surprised Todd Gurley's not still there somewhere. Yeah, can we not, can we not talk about them anymore? This is just oh, it's oh, it's so bad. Um, it's horrible. Let's go and move on to the Washington Commanders. What does this do? Oh. Like? <laughs> top uh, 20 receiver again? No, I, I, I hate it. I hate all of this. Um, I, I don't know. I I got burned last year with Carson Wentz. I really wanted to give him another chance, and he just can't pull his nose out of anywhere to, to figure his shit out. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it sucks for everybody on there. It sucks for Gibson. It sucks for McLaurin. It sucks. For, for anybody that they draft, I just, I hate it. Uh, I mean, by default, Carson Wentz is the best quarterback Terry McLaurin has played with. You know, not exactly a ringing endorsement for the guys under center for Washington over the past several seasons. But I think, I think Carson Wentz can support one wide receiver. But beyond that, I don't think it's going to spell good news for anyone else. So I think that Terry McLaurin is going to get his share. Um, but I think he won't really get more closer than low end wide receiver one status just because Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback. Yeah. Carson Wentz in this picture looks like he should be driving the winner schnitzel mobile. I think that this is going to limit his ability to have that breakout year that we all thought he was going to have. So I think for, we can honestly expect for Jalen Waddle, like what we saw last year, where he was very good, but not like superstar level because having Tyreek Hill there means that Tyreek Hill is the number one wide receiver and that Tyreek Hill is probably going to see, I would, I would hazard the guess that Tyreek Hill is going to see more targets, more catches. Um, but Jalen Waddle still going to get his because he's a, a close second best receiving option in Miami, but I just don't think he's going to do what we all expected coming into the offseason before the Dolphins made this blockbuster trade. Yeah, I feel like Tyreek Hill found himself in like a Kansas City Chiefs B squad 
right? Um, they got good tight end, but they don't have the tight end that he he had, right? Uh, good quarterback, but not the quarterback. Another good two wide receiver, but not, you know. So I, I think he he fits into a spot where for him he's clearly the number one, and and for Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I have to agree with Charlie. I think he's going to have a, a very, very similar season to this most recent, his rookie season. And, and he's going to have good. It's going to be a great season, but it's not going to be the the stud season that we were predicting him to have. Yeah, I think that it, uh, it I don't think it hurts Waddle a whole lot. Um, I mean, I think that this is this means that they're probably going to be more pass heavy this year than they were last year. Um, I'm just wondering if this hurts Tyree Kill a little bit. Uh, he was a top five uh, wide receiver in a lot of previous years. Um, receiving 159 targets last year, 135 targets the year before, and then 89 targets in 2019. Does Jalen Waddle is the best number two wide receiver that he's ever played with? Is this going to hurt Tyreek Hill in the in the same uh, fact that he's not going to get the amount of targets that he's been getting, or is he still going to finish top five with his addition? I don't think he's going to finish top five, but I think he'll finish top ten um, because you know, you know we talked about it a little earlier. There's no Travis Kelsey there to, you know, warrant a severe amount of attention. You obviously have Jalen Waddles there, so you're going to have defense to focus on him as well, and I think that is going to take away, you know, enough to where he sees a, a little bit of a drop, but not significant enough to take him out of the top 10 because he has that game-breaking ability, and there's going to be several games during, during this coming season where we're going to see Tyree Kill take a short pass and work his magic and be in the end zone in the blink of an eye, and he's just going to continue to be a contributor for anyone who has him on the fantasy rosters. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's going to hurt him a little bit, but I think that will kind of come down to the offensive coordinator there in Miami and how he schemes up uh, ways and plays to, to get Tyreek Hill open. Um, if you ask me, I think the biggest person who's going to benefit from his presence on the team and Waddle's presence on the team is going to be Gusecki. Yeah, I can see that. Um, obviously, Tyreek Hill has... Uh good history with helping out the tight end position uh you had a pretty good one there in Kansas City so uh um last thing about the Dolphins do you think this makes Tua a top 12 number one mm. quarterback I don't want to commit to that just yet okay. um I think he's more on the QB2 tier still high end QB2 I will say because of the fact that they surrounded him with some weapons, giving him Tyreek Hill. But until I've seen what they can do on, you know, on the field, I'm not ready to move him too far up my rankings just yet. I, I agree. I feel like Tyreek Hill going there is like when you receive that email saying that you won an all expenses paid vacation, and now you just have to tell us that Tua's going to be, you know, top ten, top fifteen quarterback, and you get your all expense paid vacation. No, I'm not. I'm not clicking that spam email. So no, I, I think he's. I don't think, honestly, he's going to move too terribly much and in, in where he was ranked before this trade happened. Yeah, I think he definitely has more upside now. So the chances of him um, finishing as the number one quarterback are a lot higher now. 
but at the same time, I got to see it before I can. Break. Yeah, I will say this a uh, little, little tidbit um, while we're on that subject. I'm in a dynasty league, and we just moved to super, we moved to Superflex this offseason. So we had to cut all but two quarterbacks from our rosters, like basically set our two quarterbacks. And then you can only pick up quarterbacks again after the rookie draft or during the rookie draft if you wanted to. And I saw an owner drop Zach Wilson for Tua. What, is, what do you guys think about that? I mean, I like it. I think I would too. I think that uh, the Dolphins are making more moves to help their young quarterback than the Jets are, Jets are doing. I mean, I don't know. The Jets have made pretty good moves to help Wilson out this season. I mean, they don't bring in a freaking Tyreek Hill, but who can? Not everybody can. Well, yeah, but outside of Elijah Moore, who do they have? And then the Jets are going to use an early pick on a wide receiver. They're going to be addressing that core in the draft. They're doing whatever they can to help Zach Wilson. So I think Zach Wilson's kind of in a maybe slightly similar boat as Tua, and I think he's um, in the same range right now tier for Dynasty and that he could take a leap this year in the various circumstances. Yeah, I think what the, the circumstances now with the Dolphins does is that if you were trying to trade to a now is the time to do it because you can get so much capital for a quarterback going into this season saying, Hey, look who he has the test to look at his targets. Look at Tyreek Hills there now. Like, you know what I mean? So you use that angle and you could really, really capitalize on Tua now before he goes into the season and possibly makes us all look like clowns. What if he goes out there week one and just goes nuts, puts up four touchdowns and 300 plus yards, you're not going to get him for any cheaper than what you can get him right now. Yeah, but remember, Mitchell Trubisky had a, a record-setting season one time, and now what has he done? I agree. You know what I mean? Don't don't buy in just because he has one good game or one good season. That's that's always hard for me. But yeah, two is kind of like the housing market right now. If you're trying to buy, it's an ugly time to be buying a house. But if you got a house to sell shit, you better get after it. Yeah. Yeah, I I got to agree with Nick on that one. For sure. Real quick on the Kansas City Chiefs, um, what does this do for Patrick Mahomes? Is it going to? I still have him as my number two, but what do you guys? Yeah, have? I still got Mahomes at two for me as well. He can succeed no matter who's there because he's the. I said this before. He's the type of quarterback that makes everyone around him better. Um, and right now, that means Kelsey's the unquestioned number one option over there. So you know, Kelsey's going to stay towards the top of the tight end rankings. Um, I think this is going to be great for Juju as well, although I do anticipate another wide receiver being added into that room. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll address it either through through a, a bet or through a trade or something like that, or even, you know, Will Fuller or the draft. But I just, I I, I struggle with, with Mahomes. Uh, the last season and a half has really made me kind of look at him differently. Um, and now you take away Tyreek Hill, so... But you bring in Juju, I think this will be a great resurgence possibility for Juju and, and see what he can do again. Um, remind everybody why he was the number one in Pittsburgh there. So do I think it affects Mahomes? Yes, it affects Mahomes. Do I think it affects him that much? No, I don't think a whole lot's going to change for him. All right. I agree with you guys. I, I don't think it's going to be like a catastrophic change. So... Moving on here, Devonta Adams traded to the Raiders. Um, I called it. I called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, this helps Derek Carr. Is he in your top twelve now? Yeah. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. Charlie. Yeah, I I would put him in there. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr has shown that he is a very very capable quarterback. Right, very capable. And um, now you go and take probably the best wide receiver that didn't fly in on a freaking blimp to training camp um, to the roster. So I think it's going to be a great, great thing for him. I think it's going to be good for the other players on the team. And I think the person that benefits the most is anybody who still has Derek Carr on their roster. Is it going to be something where can Derek Carr uh, feed three mouse with uh, Hunter Renfro and uh, Darren Waller? Or, I mean, is one person going to take that hit? I think Renfro is going to take the hit. Um, I think that Renfro was just the beneficiary of being kind of the only good wide receiver on that team last year. And with Waller missing some time as well, you know, Renfro was just the beneficiary of just, you know, volume, 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 volume. But now with Devontae Adams there, that's going to be a huge hit for him because I think Waller is a unique tight end where he can kind of just get his at any point, even with a good wide receiver in Devontae Adams there. Um, and obviously we know what Devontae Adams is going to do. So I just think Renfro is going to take a bigger hit than anyone else. I agree. And let's just face back. This is going to be the best supporting cast that Devontae Adams has ever played with. Um, so... Renfro, yeah, Renfro is going to be the casualty here. He he really is. You know, Waller is, is such an incredible talent and such a unique player that he'll find his his targets, he'll find his his plays. But I think Renfro is definitely going to be the the casualty of Adams being there. I agree. Uh, Renfro doesn't profile really as a great uh, wide receiver. I think that he was beneficiary, like you said, of Waller going down. Um, his production kicked on whenever Henry Ruggs. Uh, had his stuff going on last year. Um, so, Redford's not going to be the number one there for sure. Um, he's going to take the target hit. I think if uh, I'm Derek Carr, I'm going probably um, Javante Adams, Darren Waller, and possibly even Josh Jacobs before I go to Hunter Renfro. So, but we'll see. Um, impact on Green Bay. I know it definitely hurts for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why he decided to go back to Green Bay after he knew that Devonta Adams was leaving. But what does this do for him? Is he top ten still? I mean, unfortunately, I think he's top ten. I, I, I don't know. The man will somehow manage to snake his way into another MVP for no god awful reason, but someone will give it to him because he has the top knot and he's Aaron Goddamn Rogers and everybody loves him for some damn reason. Um, no, I'm I'm happy as hell. I think he got all his guaranteed money just so he could screw Green Bay over, and it just tickles me pink. So I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, I think Rodgers is still going to be good. I think he, like um, like Patrick Mahomes, the type of quarterback who can just you know elevate the play of those around him. So I think if you just give me even some competent-level weapons, that's not going to be an issue over there. So you got MVS, you got uh, – yeah, MVS, you got – or no, we don't have MVS. You have Alan Lazard, you got Randall Cobb, Mari Rodgers. And I remember they're bringing Jordy Nelson out of their retirement home. Don't forget. <laughs> I mean, who steps up for him here? They drafted Amari Rodgers last year. Alan Lazard, we know what 
he is. He's just a decent wide receiver. Put it this way: if they don't draft any weapons, if they don't draft any weapons, they're they're committing suicide. Yeah, right. they're gonna have to because they have nobody. I'm I'm hoping maybe like a Traylon Burks or a Garrett Wilson goes there because they would immediately fall into that number one wide receiver. So, and with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I don't want to say that you're looking at a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase type season, but that's probably the best situation to possibly have that <laughs> happen, especially for a guy like a Traylon Burks. So, um, moving on, Devontae Parker traded to the Patriots. I know that we talked about it a little bit, but uh, does this make Mac Jones, does this move at all? For you, um, in your rankings. No. Again, we talked about this before in the news segment. The Patriots don't pass the ball like you said was twenty second. I think they they think they're a run heavy offense and they rely on their defense to make stops. So they they play in a lot of a lot of games where passing the ball is not really required. And you know we saw what happened when the Patriots fell behind in some games when we're forced to throw and. It's, and it wasn't always pretty. It's still a, a part of Max Jones' game that he needs to work on. And on paper, you can obviously say the Patriots got better, but for fantasy, I, I just don't think it really does anything good. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like it. I feel bad for Parker. I feel like he was just kind of the odd man out there in Miami after they brought in Hill and the breakout that Watto had. And I, I think he was just a kind of the casualty of the talent around him. So. Yeah, I, I think he uh, shipped up to New England to, to freeze to death until he retires. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Um, like, I don't even know if the – obviously, the, the quarterback up, is an upgrade. I don't know how much Mac Jones is better than Tua because um, they're both still so young. But uh, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully Bart Parker can become kind of a target hog. And uh, be relevant that way, but I don't think he's going to be anything that uh, people are jumping to go get. Yeah. Soon, so um, really, there's not a whole lot to talk about with this trade. Uh, it doesn't do a whole lot either way. So we'll go ahead and move on to our last one here. Robert Woods traded to the Titans. Um, I think that it's probably a better move for the Titans than the move that they had last year. Um, I think Julio Jones is just kind of washed up at this point. Mm-hmm. I think injuries kind of killed him, killed his career. So well, I'm hoping Robert Woods uh, continues what he was able to do in L.A. But uh, what is your guys' opinions here? Do you think that he does? Well, I'll put it this way. Like every, every year I, I think that, you know, this is going to be the year that Robert Woods just, you know, you know, doesn't do as well as anticipated, but every year Robert Woods just seems to amaze me and just continue to put up good numbers no matter what type of situation he's in. Um, so I think he can be a good wide receiver too this year at least. Um, he's going to have, uh, you know, an alpha and A.J. Brown to help take some of the heat off him. Um, and obviously having Derrick Henry um, as well doesn't doesn't hurt things for your offense. So I think um, there's going to be some opportunities for him. Um, and obviously his route running is very good. So I think just because there's also no other receiving weapons that he's going to get his share as well. Yeah, I feel like every season I forget that Robert Woods plays football and then he just has the most consistent seasons, you know, season after season after season. It reminds me of why I keep him on my team. 
Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a great spot, just like Charlie said. He's going into a good position, a good place. Um, you got uh, Tannehill down there. You got the Derrick Henry. You got A.J. Brown. You got all kinds of talent down there that's going to help to create opportunities for him to to do what he does best, which is run beautiful, crisp routes and always seems to find a way to be open. So I think it's going to be a good play for him. I agree. I think that the impact is more with the with L.A. I'm, I'm trying to decide who I think is the better wide receiver at this point in their career, Robert Woods or Allen Robinson. Um, Robert Woods, I, I know you've, you just said Robinson, Nick, but the way that Robert Woods and Cooper Cup work together, um, if you watched any of the games, the announcers kind of broke it down for you where they they were so important for each other because they knew exactly where each other was going to be. They, I mean, Cooper Cup was able to block for Robert Woods, know exactly what to do, when to do it. I don't know if they're going to have that same rapport with Allen Robinson. Um, they're professionals. That's the expectation. Let's hope. I mean, that's what the offseason in Trini campus for in the preseason. They're going to get so much time to work together. And, I mean... I think I, I was convinced that Allen Robinson was absolutely sabotaged by Matt Nagy in Chicago because there's no way that Allen Robinson has nothing left in the tank. Um, he was so good for so long with all these different crappy, shitty quarterbacks that I'm not convinced that Justin Fields was the one to, you know, be the end of him. And putting him in a situation with the best quarterback he's ever been able to play with, and Matthew Stafford, that's only going to be good things for Allen Robinson, not bad things. I agree. 100% agree. <sighs> I, I I think I'd probably have to say Allen Robinson is better at this point, but I just I just hope that him and Cooper Cup can get that same rapport that they had because um, we saw I mean sometimes you get new receivers going to different teams Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry didn't really mesh as great I know Odell Beckham had the issues with Baker Mayfield but. Uh, I don't know. I just hope that they, they mesh like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup did. Um, but, yeah, I think that's uh, going to do it for us. Um, keep uh, tuning in. We got some good stuff coming your way. Uh, we're going to do a mock draft uh, for you guys next week, hopefully, and uh, get you guys uh, some look on where we'd be taking some of these players. And then uh, – Keep uh, paying attention to our website. We're doing some good team articles right now. Um, I know we got some new people coming on that have written some really good articles, so make sure you guys check that out. Um, but that's going to do it. Uh, hope everybody has a good week. Later, guys. Have a good night, Joe. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week. The bag is not far fed. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up, Jack. I'ma head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.